0: Hey, good people. This is the Confessions of a Nail Tech podcast. I'm your host, Rashida H. Muhammad, nail tech affectionately known as Ra. I have so much to share with you this evening. Welcome. Let's get started. Happy New Year happy first tuesday everybody this is a really good time Woo! (laughs) happy tuesday it is the first tuesday of the month i hope you enjoyed your new years your holiday actually i hope you enjoyed your new year we're not talking about anything that happened last year because this is day three into 2003 and i am excited i'm excited i'm happy that you're here i'm happy that i'm here and i'm telling you there is something magical happening this year. I feel it, I can feel it in my bones and I hope that you do too, but I hope you're well. Actually, how are you? Let me know, tweet me and say, hey Ra, I'm listening to episode five and I wanna tell you that I'm doing great today. I'm doing great this evening and I'm happy. So good people, thank you. This is the Confessions of a Nail Tech podcast, episode five of season three. We have made it three seasons, good people. Three seasons. And we just keep getting better with time and we just keep growing. I am so blessed and so thankful for you all. And I am truly, truly of service to you and I am happy that you're here. So let's get kicking. I saw a post on one of the groups that I follow or in one of the groups that I follow for nail technicians, and it was regarding our appearance. So does your appearance matter in the salon? We're going to take a quick break, pay some bills, and get back into it because I feel like, well, I'll tell you later. (laughs)
1: Well, let's get into it. Does your appearance matter in the in the salon? Well, yes. Think about your first impression. First impressions are lasting impressions, and the way you present yourself speaks before you can introduce yourself. Really, um, the reason I bring it up is because I saw a post in one of the nail groups that I'm a member of, and one. Relatively newly established nail technician asked the question. Um, She asked the question to the group and she set it up as follows. She says, Um, I always wear my white apron and I am always freshly showered and I try to wear fragrances that are not offensive to smell and I do not wear makeup to the salon but I do present myself nice and neat, and I fear that it is costing me clients. <clears throat> I don't know, right? So first of all, when I saw that, I thought to myself, oh wait, I can only imagine what it feels like to, after you've gone through school, after you've sat through the state board, practical and written and then to have to worry about how you look when you actually are working in the salon space because for the last six months or so, you wore all black and an apron or a smock. So now that you're in the salon, what is the what is the regular? What are the, the general rules of thumb for being in a salon space? And I can only imagine. And then I really started to think about when I started out in the salon almost 10 years ago. And I remember I naturally had a sense of style and I read the room. And what reading the room means is taking stock of what's the environment that you're in when you're in the salon, because it varies by space and looking at your client's appearance and also looking at your coworkers appearance and just seeing where you fit and what happy medium you may have. And then um, going from there. So my first nail salon job, I was working in a high traffic area on the city's east side. And we had a lot of younger clientele and older women who like to keep themselves groomed and together. Um, We had maybe a handful of male clients, but I saw Louis Vuitton bags, Gucci bags, jewelry, you know, flashy cars pulling up. So you can only imagine the kind of women we would get in the salon. And then in addition to that, my coworkers also dressed that way. So they were put together well, Louis bags, Gucci bags, nice hair um, pulled up out of their face, nice clothes, you know, fashionable and the environment was casual, but stylish. So I decided that that was something that I needed to do too. And ultimately it did affect your clientele because people are looking at how you carry yourself. And I will never forget, I share this story season one and season two, and I'm sharing it again season three. I remember working in a salon and One lady sits down and examines my nails. And she said, now, Miss Rashida, what are we doing with your nails? And I'm like, what? Because I'm so, you know, that had been a busy week. And there are times where as a professional, you don't get a chance to pamper yourself because of how busy it can get. And so my nails were not done. And so she said, I don't go to a hairstylist whose hair isn't done. So I don't really go to nail technicians whose nails aren't done either. Man, <laughs> when she said that, my heart drops to my stomach because I was like, oh no, one more thing to worry about. So... You know, it, it it wasn't done in from a mean way because I get it. You have to present yourself well and put your best foot forward. And there is a such thing as pretty privilege. It really is. Like we can we can talk about everybody. There's space for and it, and it is. Don't get me wrong. But pretty privilege is still a thing. And when you're more attractive or people are attracted to your spirit and attractive to your physical and then also attracted to how you carry yourself, you tend to make more money in these spaces. You're in the beauty enhancement work line of business. So naturally, yes. Does your appearance matter in the salon? Absolutely. We're going to take a quick break. Don't cancel me, but it's true. We work in an industry that is very, very vain. (laughs) So let's take a break and we'll get back to this.
0: Since we're on the topic of appearance, We work in the beauty industry and while the standard of beauty varies across the board, across different cultures, you want to look presentable in the nail salon. I'm not saying you have to go spend yourself broke on Louis Vuitton bags and Gucci bags or whatever else you think that you need to make yourself look expensive. I'm saying that you should look polished in the nail salon. You should have yourself together. Your hair should be neatly done. You shouldn't smell offensive, so you need to shower you should cleanse yourself. Um, cologne or perfumes those are optional but I know some scented lotions are fine too some some body soaps tend to linger and even your hair care products try not to use anything that is super offensive so things that are light coconut jojoba baby oil (laughs) I mean there's even uh, coconut or cocoa butter Vaseline and you know just things that you're not offensive because ultimately that can interfere with your tip. (laughs) I'm joking, but I'm not joking. I remember the other salon I worked in. um, The other, well, this is Confessions of a Nail Tech. So if she's listening, you understand. Um, There was another salon I had worked in and there was a particular nail tech who the owner had to pull her aside on numerous occasions to tell her to get herself together. And I was no different. There were times where um, there was one moment in particular where she had to pull me aside and ask, you know, what's going on with my hair? Or, you know, just to make sure that when you're coming into this space that you look presentable, this is your brand and you are representing her brand. Right. So fortunately, um, you know, it finally got the nail technician got it and she started to care a little bit more about her appearance and it certainly did affect her tips and again we work in the beauty industry so fortunately for us we do um we do start the trend so whatever we think is cute or however we put ourselves up these clients are looking to us for direction as well not just what our nails look like, they're looking at how we have our hair done, they're looking at if we wear makeup, they're looking at what we smell like, they really are. I can't tell you how many times clients have asked what kind of perfume I'm wearing or what kind of lotion I'm wearing or just eyeing some of the products that I have on my table because they want it for themselves. So you have to be an example and you have to set the example, thus setting the beauty standard for that experience for the client. You know, part of it is you do want to attract clients to the business and then, you know, attract clients who who want to stay and get serviced and have conversation. This is a a multi-layered encounter. You know, sure, they're coming in for a service, but they're also coming in. Some are also coming in for a conversation. Some are coming in to escape from their work life, their family lives, and they want something nice to entertain them for that time being, for that 30 minutes, that hour and a half, however long you're going to be servicing them. And I know it's I'm treading (laughs) a fine line here, but you understand those that get it, understand that you have to pay close attention to the way that you're carrying yourself in the salon. You are a full packaged deal. How you look, how you speak, how you act, how you conduct yourself on the internet, all of these things, people are looking at you. You are in a, in a fishbowl because people have their eyes on you at all times when you work in the beauty profession, not just nail technology. So my, my, my simple answer is yes, appearance does matter in the nail salon. I have had the pleasure of working in an an array of salons, actually, where the dress code was set by the salon owner and the dress code was also set by the nail technicians. So um, for all of us to look uniform, I've worked in salons where we do have a uniform. It's a a t-shirt with the salon's name on it, khaki pants or black pants or jeans on Fridays and you have to wear comfortable close-toed shoes, except for in the summers for natural reasons. And then if you were going to wear sandals, then your feet needed to be done. Your toes needed to be pedicured because that is also advertisement too. So remember when I said that you are walking, talking, representation of the brand? Well, yeah, when you're in this industry, you are a walking, talking advertisement and sometimes free advertisement for the service that you do. So for nail technicians, my nails are always done. My toes are always done. My eyebrows are always done. Hair is always how it needs to be. And then as a cosmetologist, you know, everything on you needs to look tip top because you know how to do all these things. So. I've also worked in an industry, I'm sorry, in a nail salon where it was very casual. Like the one I mentioned, my first job. It was very casual, but cute and appropriate. So um, I remember um, I got pulled aside for having a low-cut top on. And I didn't notice, you know, these things have a mind of their own. But I didn't notice. I put the shirt on just thinking I was getting dressed for the day. And um, a husband and wife came in or girlfriend and boyfriend came in. And the girlfriend complained that my top was too low-cut now i didn't notice but hey people have their things about them they have their icks, and that was one of her icks about having her husband in an area that is predominantly female and having a female with all of that out while being serviced and i was doing a pedicure so it was easy to see clear down my shirt i didn't notice but hey so i never wore that shirt again understood you know bad rashida so (laughs) i put You know, I put that shirt out of the rotation to wear in the salon space. Because also too, when you get dressed to go to work, you have to prepare for a mess. (laughs) So you don't want to wear the good clothes in the salon because it's going to get splashed with chemical. It's going to get splashed with callus removal or nail polish or acetone or any other spill that could possibly happen in a nail salon. You want to be cute, but you also want to know that these are also play clothes. These are clothes that could get destroyed in a second. So. Be cute, but be practical. Don't go spending yourself broke over them the newest thing and you spill polish on it because now it's worth nothing. And I've also worked in a salon where there was no dress code. Absolutely no dress code. Um, you just came to work and you did your job. And then that that other salon I worked for was my own, where I purposely wore things that were a part of the brand. So before Nails by Rob, before Confessions of a Nail Tech, I ran a mobile salon called Pinky Promise. And Pinky Promise is the salon that would travel to um, postnatal mothers, as well as end-of-life stage clients whose... who was preparing for that time and they wanted their nails done and your girl went and did it. Um, Those are experiences that I hold near and dear. And I wore what was appropriate. You know, I understood who my clients were. I made house calls. I made hospital calls. I made visits. Um, I also made visits to um, clients who were recovering from surgery. And, you know, women are going to want these things done and and luckily there's a market for it. And I went out and did these services and I gave myself that I'm always representing the brand. So it was Pinky Promise. So I had cute earrings with the Pinky Promise logo. It had a nail polish. Um, spelling out pinky promise it was really cute and I always wore pink had some kind of pink on me with those earrings that said pinky promise and I kept business cards on me and trust me this is long before Instagram became what it is (laughs) this long before Facebook and Twitter became what they are and I was just you know old school billboard self-promoting pinky promise mobile nail salon (laughs) okay and these are all just different examples of how appearance does mean something in the nail salon space whether you are in control of your appearance meaning that you control your wardrobe for that salon or you have to order uniforms in the salon or you have no um direction for what to wear the best rule of thumb in those instances where you have absolutely no direction for what to wear is to revert back to what you would wear when you would have your lab days in school when you would have lab days what was your uniform you had to wear your smock or you had to wear your apron and you have to be in what colors black You have to wear sensible shoes that were also black and you have to wear things that would not dangle hang or get in the way of interfering with your service and your hair had to be pulled away from your face so if you ever get in doubt you can always dress that up you can wear cute pearl earrings cute stud earrings pull your hair up into a cute bun with baby hair or braids and just have it out your face so that it doesn't interfere with the service that you're doing so that's always my general rule of thumb be stylish you could be simple but you can also be stylish and make sure that whatever you choose to wear does not interfere with the quality of service that you're providing okay so we're going to take another quick break Get some water, refresh, and jump back into this appearance. Does it matter? Yes or no? What do you say? Yeah. I know this is the break right now, but. I needed to give a shameless social media plug and shout out to my new followers because again, without you, there is no Confessions of a Nail Tech podcast. And I just love this community. I love the nail technology community because you all have showed up and showed out for me. So if you aren't already following, make sure you follow me at Nails by Raw on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and also visit www.nailsbyra.com. Let's get into it. First of all, I need to shout out the nail tech community for the, the nail tech directory for the Carolinas because... This group is a group of an amazing, amazing nail technicians. So that's the first one. Um, my goodness, I want to shout out so many of you. There are so many of you. T- <laughs> There's so many. Um, l- let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. I want to shout out Queen K Official. Shout out to Nay Hair, Slay Lashaway. Shout out to Kimberly.Thomas. Shout out to Chic. Vain Apparel. Shout out to Nail Tune. Shout out to Queen Gawaya. I'm sorry if I'm butchering these names, but shout out to you. Shout out to Nailicious84. Shout out to Claws by Corey. Shout out to the underscore uh, Nailed Underscore Lady. Shout out to NJW Underscore Nails. Shout out to Rain Solutions. Oh my goodness. Nails by Dayjay. And shout out to Luxie Beauty Nails. Thank you so much for finding the Confessions of a Nail Tech page. Shout out to all of you for just following and engaging and keeping my spirits lifted. Because this, this is a long, lifelong game, if you let it be. And when I tell you it is important to have community and people in your circle, because you cannot do all of this alone. It is. You you can't do it alone. And it's crazy to think that you can. Any great organization is an organization of many people. And this nail tech community is an organization of many people. And thank you. Um, Again, if you aren't already following me on social media, make sure you follow me at Nails by Ra on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, as well as check out www.nailsbyra.com. Welcome to the village, y'all. One other aspect, and then we're going to get out of here. I won't keep you too long. One other aspect of appearance, I covered physical appearance in the nail salon. But your spiritual appearance as well, non-physical appearance, matters as well in the salon. Meaning, if you're having a bad day, take a couple breathers beforehand or explain to your client that today is a bad day for you. And you're working through it, so you apologize for, you know, you're human, okay and i say that because i have witnessed some salon employees have a bad day and take it out on the clients now in season one i talk about firing your client who is unruly but clients also have a right to fire their nail technician too because the way that you appear meaning your emotional state as well, matters in the salon space too. Because these are paying customers who are coming in for an experience and they may be having a bad day too. So their bad day should always cancel your bad day because there's no good thing that ever comes from two people who want something (laughs) in exchange for something, having bad days and coming together when they both are having a bad day. So make sure you also check that too. Check your attitude at the door. In the same way we ask clients to check their attitudes at the door, we also have to be cognizant of our own attitudes when we step into this workspace. You try, and again, you are human. So if you need some time before you start to service someone, to go shake it off, cry it out, scream into a pillow or your jacket really quickly, make sure to do that before you exchange that energy onto your client because nothing feels good about that because you can feel that your hands are hot, they're clammy, you're dropping stuff or you're shaking the drill a little bit too much or you're being a little too rough with the client. You have to be conscious of that nail techs and nail tech students listening everybody has bad days and we're no different but i am saying this as a word of caution in addition to how you dress and how you smell and how your hair is done you also have to check that emotional appearance as well so that is my tidbit make sure that you are passing positive energy to your clients because nine times out of ten they're coming in before work in the middle of work after work or right before having to pick up the children or just picking up the children to drop them off or doing so much in the day that when they come to you they don't want this to be another battle that they have to fight okay so just keep that in mind too i know it's easier said than done but i've had to check myself before too there have been times and i'm going to let you in on a secret because these are things that i often wonder about you know flight attendants, pilots, people who work in a service where they're in a fixed space for an extended amount of time. When you get ill, and and specifically when you have a stomach ache or a stomach bug, (laughs) I've had to work through a severe stomach ache before. And you have, to, you have to suck it up. You do. You have to suck it up and you have to work through it. Um, there were a couple of times where you have to pause and say, excuse me, I need to go, you know, I need to take a break for a moment. Or you work through the service and get take advantage of those points in between. So prime example, if your client is soaking their nails off or they're soaking in the finger bowl before a manicure or and during the pedicure, give your clients time to soak. OK, and I'm winking through the microphone right now. I am winking because you use those times to go grab a bite to eat, go do like quick two, one to two minute self-care things. And that includes taking care of yourself if you feel ill. I've done that before. Real personal story. Um, this was one of those busy days over the summer and I hadn't put anything on my stomach other than an acidic orange. I had an orange for breakfast. You know how bad of an idea it is to put acid into an empty belly? (laughs) Well, I learned that day. (laughs) I learned that day that it is a terrible idea to start your day with an orange and nothing else. Okay. And this happened like clockwork. Um, I was in between clients. One was finishing drying and getting ready to pay. And then one was coming back to sit down in the pedicure chair. And I felt my stomach do a a cartwheel. (laughs) Did a cartwheel. And I'm like, oh boy. Well, for the next 45 minutes, I have to pretend that I am fine. And I was not fine. And I'm assuming that the client thought I had an attitude that I didn't want to do her pedicure. And that's not true. And I remember this exactly clear as day because she didn't tip me either. So this is why I tell you, use my story as a cautionary tale to you. Your attitude can cost you your tip. (laughs) So um, when the client came in, um, she also already had an attitude too. That is a disclaimer. She also already had an attitude and she came in with her boyfriend. And we had a policy in our salon that, you know, there were different packages for the pedicure that you could get. And the one package was for our clients who saw us faithfully every one to two weeks because in those one to two weeks, you know, your feet really don't get that bad. It's the three month or two month pedicures that would would come in and try to get that first layer of pedicure done. And that's not true because, I mean, it wouldn't have been fair to get that kind of pedicure because it takes longer in the express pedicure was for our regulars who you know they also did maintenance at home so when they came in they're just doing a polish change and a a real simple pedicure okay so i examined this client's feet and honey she did not qualify for an express pedicure nor was she one of our regular clients so i'm explaining our policy to her and she got belligerent okay i mean attitude eye rolling neck snapping and trying to tell me about my job when I'm the professional and I had to explain to her I take care of my feet I don't barely need this I only need to polish change and I'm thinking no ma'am you need to sit down and soak because I can see your cuticles from here <laughs> and I can see the build up on your cuticles from here and um I you know, I oblige because I'm just like, you know what? My stomach is rumbling. I need to get through this service. I'm, I don't want to hear anything else out of this woman's mouth. So my. luckily, the salon owner saw the interaction and she saw the look on my face and let me do the express pedicure on a woman who did not qualify. So I did her pedicure in 30 minutes exactly because the express pedicure is 30 minutes. That is what you get. That is all you get. And she was so unhappy with the results, but the entire way I was explaining to her, I gave her good bedside manner, just like I do with all of my clients, explaining each step of the pedicure process or manicure process along the way, because you have a right to know. And I'm sure there are clients or people who aren't nail technicians yet listening, but you have a right to know what products are being put on you when you go into these salon spaces in case you have an allergic reaction. You want to be able to tell your doctor or whoever your healthcare provider is what was put on you to warrant that kind of reaction. So, you know, that's always in the back of my mind. So I'm explaining it to her and the entire time my stomach is doing cartwheels, backflips, and I'm just sitting there trying to stomach it all, literally. And I had to pause, I had to give her time to dry and that was my saving grace and I disappeared for a good 10 minutes, okay? Without saying too much. And my stomach was still a mess. So once she was finished, she was at the front desk complaining about me. And I pulled the owner to the side and said, excuse me, I just need to run to Walgreens really quickly and get some Pepto-Bismol and some ginger ale or some peppermints. And then I will be fine. And again, the owner saw the look on my face and she allowed me to take some time to go handle myself. And I did. I didn't ask to go home because it was a busy day. So I pulled it together and checked my emotional well-being because I wasn't feeling the greatest that day. I felt like crap, but I stomached through and i continued to provide the service after that client left i mean it didn't help that she also had an attitude but after she was serviced and gone so was my stomach ache and i was able to complete the day and stay until eight o'clock like everybody else and finish out the busy summer nail salon work day so i say all this to say learn from me (laughs) and also be transparent with your clients without being vulgar let them know if you're having a bad day or if you feel ill or if something is going on that takes you outside of your normal way of producing or providing a service. You're human. You are not a machine. Even though you may feel like it sometimes, you are not a machine. All right. So I told you I wasn't going to keep you too long, but I did. But as promised, I want to thank you for tuning in to the Confessions of a Nail Tech podcast. Until next time. Hey there, I know we covered a lot today and I got to share a personal story about appearance, quite a few personal stories about appearance um, having a place in the nail salon and why it matters. But I wanted to go over just a couple of quick highlights just in case you're just now tuning in and want to get the highlights about what went on in this episode. I talked about appearance, physical appearance. Um, the things that you wear in the salon, how you smell. And then we also touched on emotional appearance, paying attention to your emotional presence as well in the nail salon because those things coupled together ultimately determine how many clients you're going to be able to get. It determines your reputation and it ultimately determines your tip. Yeah. Yeah. I know people have the suggested gratuity, but clients tend to tip more when they've had a wonderful service and when you have yourself together. So you make sure you're paying attention to your physical appearance, your internet appearance, and your emotional appearance. Okay, that's all I have for you. Until next time, ciao. Thank you for tuning in to the Confessions of a Nail Tech podcast. I've been your host, Rashida H. Muhammad, nail tech affectionately known as Ra. Make sure you tune in next week, Tuesday, for our next episode. Looking forward to hearing from you. In the meantime, subscribe to the Confessions of a Nail Tech podcast, and make sure you stay in the loop by following me across the board on social media at Ra. Also visit me at www.NailsByRa.com. Until next time.